What's shaking, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today, joining us is Angela Earl. She is the VP of Global Marketing at RFPIO. But we don't really talk about her company too much in this. What we get into is a really, really important topic about work-life balance. And really, does that exist? Her take on it. Uh, She actually has a chapter in a book on the topic. And she positions it a little differently and some some new verbiage that I think is useful for us all to start using. Also, some really, really great insights in how we should be integrating work and life together. This was an episode that, look, if you're stressed out, you're in the, the tech game, you're starting a company, you're just started at an agency, I think this is going to be something that's valuable to you on just how to really approach your days so you're healthier, both mentally and physically. And then also, if you're a leader, I think this is a a great episode to really listen into like, oh, how should we be leading by example when it comes to, you know, integrating life and work? So stick around. I think you'll, you know, this won't be useful for anybody really in the marketing game. But before we get into it, we put on this show here at Cave Social. We're a marketing agency based out of LA that helps companies grow with social media. So if you're feeling stuck or you need help creating content, running your paid ads, uh, reach out to us at cavesocial.com. We'd love to help. All right, sit back, enjoy this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me is Angela Earl. She is the VP of Global Marketing at RFPIO. Angela, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm excited. I've been excited to have this conversation and to get into some news that you have and some exciting stuff regarding a book, but we're going to wait before we get into that. I want to hear your story first. How did you get into this world of marketing? Kind of walk me through your journey. Yeah, I'm a B2B marketer and a data nerd at heart. So I entered marketing through the world of ops, which is becoming more and more common, but at the time, wasn't so. Started by cleaning lead lists, which sounds really sexy, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it stuck and I I loved it. And I love the optimization factor and just sort of use that as a segue into doing this now for, gosh, I don't know, 15 plus years. Wow. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Like those little things and then they don't sound, you know, sexy, but I'm sure there's somebody listening right now who's like, I actually love lead lists and I'm I'm taking that as a personal slight. <laughs> I don't we like find lead each lists. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a tribe for everyone. But I'm really excited to have you on today because I think there's a important topic that we've missed on this show diving into, extremely relevant. And I know you actually came together with 21 other women to all contribute chapters to the book, Significant Women. Um, But I want to dive into your chapter, which is on work-life balance. So I want to throw it to you. Talk to me. Like, what does the chapter entail? Talk to me about work-life balance. Is that a myth? Where, yeah, I'd love to hear. Yeah. I I mean, as my chapter outlines, I believe that it's a big lie. I think we've all been striving for work-life balance for decades at this point. And it is something that generates a ton of guilt that we're all carrying around and living with, because regardless of if you're trying to feed one side of the scale or the other, you know, you're constantly out of balance. And so my chapter goes into why and a very personal story of discovery on how I kind of debunked work-life balance and really discovered work-life integration. So talk to me, what is work-life integration? 
it's sort of this fundamental belief that life happens when it's going to happen. We don't choose when, you know, our kid's going to have a soccer practice or parent-teacher conferences come up or our boss calls a last-minute meeting, right? It's, there's, it's all sort of life. And rather than categorizing and bucketing what we're doing in life into like, well, this goes into the after five category and, and this can happen, you know, as long as it's before five and you're constantly out of time on either side of that equation. Um, and stressed because of it and feeling guilty when you have to break the rules that you've self-imposed or that society has self-imposed. And so really work-life integration is just permission to live as it flows, right? So integration to me was such a key word. It was suggested by a friend, a girlfriend of mine at the time. She observed it and sort of spoke the word out loud and was like, that's it. That's what, that's the missing phrase, right? And when we put words to things, we can actually start to define them. And so for me, it's this fluid way of looking at things that just gives you permission to do what you need to do when you need to do it. Yeah. And it's interesting there, right? Because I think work-life integration not only became a philosophical outlook, but a reality with COVID-19 of like, oh no, my office is in my house now. So there's no way like I'll go to the this room in the side of, in the garage from nine until five and then I'll walk and then I'll walk up and my kids freaking out in the living room. But hey, it's one PM. I can't do that at one PM. Has that been, I guess like when you're looking at your own teams or talking with other people or getting feedback from the book, like what is stuck out with COVID and then more so remote culture? Um, yeah. Has there been anything where it's like, okay, here are some ways to handle, you know, your day, whether it's like just prioritizing or, or like some tips for someone who is looking like, okay, I want to have a healthier, I want to let go of that guilt. I want to kind of be healthier mentally. I want to be there for my kids, but also perform at work, you know, and I got this office in my garage. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I'd love to hear your thoughts. The release of my chapter was funny timing because it did happen sort of right in the middle of all of us living this very different life than we lived before. So I always start by saying, to be clear, I am not talking about pandemic life, right? Like there's an element of stress that's just pervasive in everything we're all dealing with. And I don't think that's necessarily healthy integration. So I'm not advocating the state of, you know, PTSD that we all might be suffering from. And I'm not a psychologist. That said, throughout the pandemic, you know, I've been taking care of loved ones. We've had our own share of things in my family. So I've definitely had, you know, the need to really lean into the integration. But really, the tangible aspect is we so quickly give away our personal time when work calls us. Right? When work says, oh, there's going to be a late meeting, we almost instinctively say, okay, I'll be there obligatorily. We have the guilt afterwards that we've missed a family event or you know, coming home late or we missed dinner with our kids or what have you, but we don't as easily give it away the opposite, right? So mm. I don't know, there's a track meet at 2 p.m. on a Thursday. Are you there? Do you actually have the freedom to say to work, hey, I'm going to go catch my kids track meet. I'll be back online at four. Hopefully you do. But not everybody does. And so, and then you have guilt because you missed it, right? And so it's this permission to live fluidly. And that almost is like, it's rebalancing the scales too, right? To say, hey, not to get into this balance idea, but to really say prioritization and to put everything fluidly, like, okay, I'm going to work. But yeah, my Jimmy's got a soccer game at five that I'm not going to miss. And okay, well, that's happening now. And it's on this calendar and schedule was, was released two months ago. It's not like, a, you know, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to step away from work and this pressure of, especially in marketing. And like, for anyone listening, we all know that pressure to get content shipped, to get projects across the finish line, 
Never mind if they're due the next day. If they're due in three months, that pressure is seemingly there all the time. And there's this weird competitive aspect with other staff of like, who's staying the longest? And I've always found that to be like a pervasive subculture of marketing where we're like, who cares? Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm just like, is the work getting done? Is my team happy? Okay, cool. But there's definitely this culture of like, oh, sleep when you're dead type thing. And it's anyone who's been in the game a little bit, I think will tell you that that's not going to work long term. Not only for the work will be bad, but friends and family will start to get the backseat. And then it comes to a point where I feel like even myself, I had that where I was like, oh, I'm sitting there and I'm 28 years old, 29 years old, and my heart is beating out of my chest one day after work. And I start to go, am I having, I fully, I had a full blown anxiety panic attack. Thought I was like, oh, this is it. It's over. Like, you know, this is crazy. And then I went and looked back at my calendar over the last 90 days. My go to the doctor, he says, oh, it's stress induced. You're fine. You're athletic. You run, you do all these things. And I thought, oh, I could just like run and lift weights and do whatever, do all these things and I'd be good. But then when I look back at the calendar there, it was work was dominating 90% of the day. 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. every day. I was in in high stress trying to build an agency. And it took that moment of like, okay, I'm putting this whole, I've got sucked into this agency life and my life or whatever work so much and put so much external pressure on myself that I don't remember the last time I went for dinner with friends. Yeah. Like it yeah. was that awakening that then changed everything. And I said, now I'm like, okay, if there's like, if my friend texts me and there's a client, hey, we're going to go grab a bite or I want to go for a hike. I'm like, I'm in. Like, this is important. (laughs) Well, and I think people don't give enough credit. So you said a couple of things. First, you know, you said, you know, the work will suffer. And I think we have this mentality of like, if I don't go, 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 I'm going to miss out on something, right? It's FOMO in the worst sense. When in reality, if you begin to prioritize properly, everything works itself out, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like we need to say to ourselves, it's going to be fine. Calm the fuck down, right? Like, Honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you sort of have to consciously do that. The other thing that stands out is that recently I heard somewhere, I can't actually remember where, it might have been my husband because he works just in the other room now and we can like <laughs> <laughs> learn from each other for the first time ever. But we have to manage our energy and not just our calendar and time. And so initially we talked about, you know, track meets and meetings and things. There doesn't have to be a reason to prioritize balance or integration. See, even I did it, right? The language is so ingrained in who we are, but it can just simply be prioritizing our mental health, right? It can simply be managing our time. I'm best in the morning. I am 100% my sharpest, my most analytical. I can do all that like data, you know, nerdiness kind of before lunch. After lunch, there's a period of time that I'm tired. My team will tell you if you're on Zoom with me, I'm yawning, right? I'm usually gripping my fourth cup of coffee on really busy days. And so as I've embraced work-life integration, I've learned to manage my energy. And the nice thing about the pandemic is it's given me the freedom to like shut it down for an hour or two after lunch, go on a walk, take my dog out, go sit in the backyard and just chill and restore and then come back at it, right? So my day may start earlier and end at the same time everybody else does, but I have this great break in the middle that really lets me monitor how I'm feeling so I don't get to the end of a day or a week and I'm just spent. It's like letting go of that guilt, right? I always felt, and I'm the same, I'm the morning is, I'm on it, but around 3.30 every day, I am not good at my job. Like just candidly, I am bad at it. And I, I, 
And then I'm good again around 7 p.m. So having that realization at like, okay, 3.30, it's time for me to take the dog for a walk. Yeah. Like, and not feeling guilty for doing that and passing that down to my team to say, if you need to do that, like, this is the most important part because I don't want to go back and I don't want to have another panic attack. So it's like, yeah. and I and I know exactly what led up to it. It was work and it was the, the, the guilt and the pressure. And I'm going to have seven cups of coffee to power through to like create some Facebook posts. Like right. you got to like take a step back sometime and be like, okay, like it ain't that serious. What we're doing, like, you know, like yeah. I, I need to be here, but go for a walk and not feel the guilt. And it's letting go of that guilt to have the integration to your point, I think is so, so, so important. We underestimate how much though, as an example, we can set, right? I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's very trite to say, oh, you're, you're a leader. You, you have to set the tone for your team and all of that. But we're often doing the exact same thing. We can say it's not expected of our team, but unless we're living it and unless we're embracing it, unless we actually shut down on vacation and unless we actually aren't online from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. and all the time in between, right? Our team isn't going to actually take us seriously. We have to demonstrate the integration. We have to demonstrate the rest, right? And it takes courage. Um, and trust to to do that. But then as soon as we do, our team will follow suit. Yeah, it's, it's just like that whole, uh, oh, we have unlimited vacation. And then what happens? Nobody takes any vacation time because like, and it's like, oh, so this was a whole... This is just a lie and like a, yeah. a tool. Like, sure, you have unlimited, but do you really? And Smoke if you and went mirrors. on a, yeah, it's crazy. Like, if you actually went for a four week vacation, you get fired. So, like, do you actually have that? So, I'm with you on like, hey, it, leadership. You set the, you really do set the tone. The things you say matter. It might seem like we're a broken record when we say these things and do these things, but I think it, we do have to set the tone and like, okay, hey, if the day ends at five, it ends at five, and close your laptop. All right, see y'all tomorrow put the Gmail on snooze. Like you have to do that. And that becomes the norm when obviously there's extenuating circumstance. I mean, things are going to happen here or there, but it's like when the norm has to be to your point, like, okay, this is integrated as part of my life. I know now I always say like to my team work is part of life. It is not my life. It's not all of life. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is, it's one of those things, like it's part of this whole thing. And it needs to like everything, if I have a great day at work, that's going to fuel my a great time with my friends or in my relationship or playing with my dog. Everything is connected. And this whole idea that I could just like, oh, it works, that I could like, have that pressure of it all and then somehow just turn it off and be present. It's like, no, I need to know that it's all built in together and working together that gives me that permission to go, oh, it's cool. It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully we all do something we love, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong. I, you know, I'm not working part-time over here. I spent a lot of time agency side. I built an agency over three years. I'm working at a really fast growing tech company, right? So I know the pace we're talking about. My company's still growing and hopefully my team of 41 is managing our energy. And Mm. there are times when a deadline is due and we all know we're going to have a spike right? But then we plan for it accordingly afterwards. And we say, okay, we all need to take an extra day off to really just, you know, restart and refresh and kind of reset. And so it's also giving your team permission to hold each other accountable, but then not feeling, you mentioned you're your best in the morning and then after seven. If everybody's managing their energy, we're not going to get in sync, right? Like some synchronized swimming team, right? You're going to have people that are slacking at 7 p.m. That does not mean you need to jump on Slack and respond. It means that's their best self. 
right? And if your best self is resting, get back to it in the morning and don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. And that's that whole like using that the asynchronous tools that are out there, I think are so good. And like, and we move to that of everything's in the asynchronous project management, you know, environment so that it's not as people don't have their phone going crazy in their pocket and feeling the pressure of like, oh my God. Turn off the alerts. Will everybody please turn (laughs) off their phone alerts? (laughs) Public service announcements. (laughs) Honestly, one of, I, I caught one of my staff the other day. She had Every single message to every single Slack channel, she got an alert. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You only need ones where like you're at, like when someone mentions you and from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Like I don't, like you don't need to have it on on Saturday. If someone asks you, you should get that Monday. <laughs> like, I, And she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, the, okay. If it's urgent, they will call. So I think the movement is going there, but I think we need to have these discussions more openly in our organizations and in leadership positions. I think it's our job to your point to really set the tone. So for anyone listening to this, you know, the leader really does have to set the tone because I could see someone listening who just started an agency who's like, well, I'd love to do all those things, but my boss is cracking the whip. And I have this reality of like, if I leave, I'm not going to be around a long time. So I think that the onus of this does fall more so to the leadership. I think everyone's responsible for their own time and finding a job where like, okay, I can put great work in and put, you know, great time in towards building something. But I do think the leaders listening to this, we need to make the first steps to go, okay, this is how we're going to live this integrated lifestyle with, you know. Well, and if you're not in leadership, hold your leaders accountable to it. If your boss is cracking the up, have a, have a kind, right, respectful conversation on the side that just says, hey, this is what you're doing. This is the way that it's making me feel. Is that expected? Most of us are not jerks, right? Most of mm-hmm. us are probably unintentionally setting that tone. And so just having a conversation on the side might, oh, wow. And you're going to give them that aha moment without it having to be because of an anxiety attack. Now, Angela, before I let you go, I want to pass the mic to you just to let people know where they can, one, connect with you online and two, pick up a copy of the book. Yeah, book's available on Amazon. It's available as a a Kindle or paperback. So yeah, just basic Amazon. It's not in bookstores, I don't think. I don't think you can get it, but you can actually get a a tangible copy. At first, it was just digital. So we're excited about that. Best way to reach me is LinkedIn. Um, Pretty active on there try and stay up to date on all my notifications and everything else, except on Saturdays. <laughs> Amazing. And I'll put links to uh, Angela's LinkedIn and to the book into the show notes page. So you can just click on through, um, go grab yourself a copy and connect with Angela and talk all things work-life balance or no, the no work-life integration. Work-life See, I'm, I'm going to work on this language. I'm going to work on it. I swear. <laughs> Angela, thanks so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jordan. All right, everybody, that's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um.